Hello, and welcome to the www.dramavitallasportsblog.com podcast. My name's Eric Jensen, and today we will be taking a look at some news and a preview of the NFC West. So let's start out with some news. All right. So the Browns have named a starter at the quarterback position. RG3 will start over Josh McCown and Austin Davis. Uh, there are a lot of people um, who like this move. I am not one of them. Uh, I think that uh, RG3 still has a lot to prove. I don't think that saying there's no competition is a good way for you to select a quarterback if you're an NFL team. I do think on the upside it will help RG3 if he does return to what he was in 2012, help him develop a nice new chemistry with these younger receivers. And I'm really excited to see him play in the preseason. Um, so the Browns are a team that are going to be exciting to watch this preseason just to see if RG3 is terrible or not. So keep an eye on that. Uh, in other NFL news, uh, the Denver Broncos released their first depth chart today. Uh, Mark Sanchez and Trevor Simeon are tied for co-number one quarterbacks. Now, that concerns me because a seventh round pick uh, in Trevor Simeon is being compared and saying he's just as good as Mark Sanchez, a veteran. And that does not help my confidence with Mark Sanchez. I, I really thought that like he was going to be okay under this system and be able to control the ball, but if Gary Kubiak thinks he's the same level as a seventh round draft pick who's only played in the preseason and Mark Sanchez has played a good six, seven years, I don't know what to think. I'm really starting to worry about uh, the Denver Broncos quarterback situation. And it sounds like Paxton Lynch isn't even close to being ready either. People saying he's got camp jitters and he kinda he's kind of got his head swimming in all this commotion with the playbook and, and no one's quite sure how this offense is going to work or who the quarterback's going to be. So they are going to have to lean heavily this year on the running game and that also scares me because the Broncos last year, what people forget is the offensive line until towards the end of the year was uh, terrible. The run game did not get going and the offense looked sluggish. And you can say that Peyton Manning had a terrible season and it was all Peyton's fault. Well, yes, that's part of it. But still, the running game did not show up for the first three quarters of the season. And if it's going to do that with a, either a seventh-round draft pick or a rookie or Mark Sanchez, I think there's going to be some definite problems. And really, I think you can look at all three of those guys as rookies because they play their play is going to all look at a rookie level. And Mark Sanchez is perhaps worse than a rookie because it's harder now that he's six, seven years through his career to fix the problems that he has with his mechanics and such. So that it is really starting to worry me as a Broncos fan about 
the way this quarterback battle is shaking out. It's going to be really fascinating to watch all these quarterbacks perform in um, on Thursday night. And if you haven't already, go ahead and check out the post I posted yesterday uh, at the first preseason week of preseason preview, and that will have one question that we need to talk about from each team. So go ahead and give that a read. Um, next item, um, Orlando and Seattle, uh, Orlando City FC and Seattle Sounders in the MLS played to a 3-1 Seattle win on Sunday under a Clint Dempsey hat trick. Now, this is, for those of you who don't uh, follow the MLS, I'd, I'd recommend that you do, because the game's really growing in the U.S., and there's a lot of great new talent. One of those talents is playing next to Clint Dempsey and Jordan Morris. But the Seattle Sounders started off really slow in the MLS season, and right now they are sitting just outside the playoff picture. Now, at the beginning of the season, I predicted that Seattle will be one of the top seeds. They are going to have to really push to make the playoffs, especially with the kind of surprising seasons that teams in the West like Colorado and RSL have had pushing their way into the playoffs. So there's a lot to look at in the MLS. If you haven't uh, watched the MLS, go ahead and check out MLSsoccer.com. It's a great website. Um, and go ahead and do a little bit more research on the MLS. Yeah, the game's really expanding in the United States, and I think at some point I'll probably do a podcast on the MLS. But for right now, that's the last piece of news that we have. So, thank you very much for listening to the news, and now on to the main portion of this podcast. The NFC West preview. Now, last year, the NFC West was one of the more fascinating divisions in football with the decline of the San Francisco 49ers, the St. Louis Rams moving to Los Angeles, and, of course, Carson Palmer's great season with the Arizona Cardinals and Seattle's miraculous playoff run uh, beating the Minnesota Vikings. So, if there is a division that I'd have to say in the NFC would be the best division to watch, I'd probably have to say it's a tie between the NFC North, which I did a podcast on just about, um, that I released yesterday, um, for those of you who will be getting this podcast Wednesday, that's Monday... And the NFC West. So let's get started. The first team in the NFC West is the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals last year had a great season. All the way up to the NFC Conference Finals when they were embarrassed by the Carolina Panthers. Now, this year is really, I think, the make or break year for the Cardinals. Uh, And they have some big questions. And the biggest one comes at quarterback. Carson Palmer played great last year. 
But what people forget is the season before that he had a very bad ACL tear, and he's had two of those in his career. So uh, that kind of makes me think that he's coming towards the end of his career. And this year and next year, I think, is the year if, if Arizona wants to push for a Super Bowl. One of these two years, that need, needs to be the time that the Cardinals do that. Um, thankfully, they have a great defense behind them. They just extended um, Honey Badger's contract. For those of you who do not know who Honey Badger is, that is a uh, safety linebacker hybrid uh, Tyran Mathieu, uh, who is really one of the more amazing uh, quarterbacks in this league. Uh linebackers, linebacker safety hybrids in this league right now and who is really revolutionizing that position. So that is a very, he will lead that offense along with cornerback Patrick Peterson. They have a great line up front. I think that the defense could definitely lead them to a Super Bowl this year. Um, but now is the time to do it because you have to start to wonder with Larry Fitzgerald especially if there's no ring this year if maybe he's done in the NFL because it's been a while and it's about he's in that age where he's going to start to think about retiring here in the next one or two years. Let's move on to a team that lost one of the better players in this division. Um to retirement, Seattle, and of course we're talking about Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. Uh, Lynch retired during Super Bowl 50, um, really kind of quietly slipped away. It was very, it was a very Marshawn Lynch retirement. Um, he was really the, the core to that team in, on their offense for so many years. So now they will have to turn to um, running back Thomas Rawls, who broke his leg last year, but during the time that he was healthy, was one of the top 10 running backs in the league. So Thomas Rawls will be the key piece in this offense next to Russell Wilson. He will have to step up. Uh, thankfully, they have the one of the deeper running back position sets in the division uh, with C.J. Procise and um, Christian Martinson behind him. Also, Russell Wilson will take a big step forward this year as well. Uh, without someone to hand the ball off to down the stretch last year, he became much more of a passing quarterback. He performed excellently. I think that he is really one of the um, the new kings of the NFL quarterback race. And I, I would compare him to uh, Drew Brees, his mechanics and the way he throws the ball. And it's a really great um, the way to seeing him uh, develop as a quarterback. So let's move on to a team that has no quarterback, uh, San Francisco. And as I am... Uh, reading my rundown of this podcast on my laptop here, I have 
an absolute dumpster fire under them. And then in quotations, talk about all the ways this team could decompose and turn into, it could just go to hell really fast in San Francisco. So think about the San Francisco 49ers if you're an NFL fan and think, who is their best player? And the name that comes to mind for their most recognizable player is Colin Kaepernick. Well, he's not good anymore. So who, who else do they have? Who, who's one of their big-name receivers? They, they don't really have anyone. Jared Hayne at the running back position? Maybe. And on, at linebacker, um, of course, you have... A, a, a linebacker core that has really declined over the past few years after uh, Patrick Willis uh, retired. Navarro Bowman is the only one on that defense that you can think of, and he's probably currently the best player on that team. Um, talking about um, that, like, I don't, I don't, I'm at a loss for words. I don't think of much I can say about San Francisco. There's not much to look forward to. I mean, Chip Kelly has proven that he alienates the public and the owners and sometimes his own players. And I'm just, I'm not sure that it's going to work in San Francisco. So I could see them next year probably having the first pick in the draft. I would not be surprised if this team went three and thirteen, two and fourteen. Um, San Francisco isn't what I have here—an absolute dumpster fire. To a team that is trying to move away from near dumpster fire status, the Los Angeles Rams. Now, uh, last year, moving from St. Louis to L.A big deal, but now they have their first year in the big city of LA and expectations are high, which does not fare well for what's been coming out of Rams camp, which is that Jared Goff isn't really ready to start handling a pro playbook yet, and he may not be ready to start week one, and that's a problem when the first pick of the draft isn't ready to play week one, um, so there's a lot to be concerned about there, I think, um, but on the plus side, they do have Todd Gurley, one of the emerging running backs in the league. A lot of people have compared him to the next Adrian Peterson. I think I watched some Todd Gurley last year in a few Rams games, and he ran excellently. I think he'll take the next step and probably be the best player on this offense next year. So I think that the game, that the Rams game will rely heavily on the running attack and on their defense, uh, who all, that, which also holds an emerging star in Aaron Donald. And if that defense can step up just a little bit more, I think they can probably go from a 7-9 team to an 8-8 eight eight team, which is not bad for the first year, but not enough to keep Jeff Fisher's job. In the past few years, he has, gone, he has made going 7-9 a habit. So I think that after this year, uh, this first year in Los Angeles, they want some new blood in the building, and Jeff Fisher will be gone. So 
talking about all that, let's go down to where I have these teams ranked. So I think Seattle will win the division. I think that you could make a case for Arizona to win one, but I have Seattle winning it simply because of the age difference. Uh, the There's a lot of youth on the Seattle team and a lot of veterans on Arizona's team. And veterans are great, but veterans also have a tendency to drop off and get and get injured. So I think that Seattle is the team that will win the division. Now at number two, I have Arizona. I, I make no mistake, Arizona will make the playoffs this year. Um, behind Carson Palmer, unless unless Carson Palmer gets injured, Arizona will make the playoffs this year, and I think they will make a deep run into the playoffs. Um, so that's very exciting for them. At number three, I think L.A. is going to have a great season. And then, of course, the last place, San Francisco. So that's all. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Uh, sorry if it's monotone or um, a little bit choppy at times. I'm still getting getting used to this. Uh, hopefully it gets better with practice. I uh, hope you have enjoyed, and I will see, uh, and I will probably release another one of these later this week on the NFC South, so be looking out for that. Uh, so this is Eric Jensen signing off. Thanks, and have a great day.